Just before we start the podcast, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, as you probably know already, we are live on the Easter Bank Holiday Weekend in the Sugar Club in Dublin City Centre. Tickets are available right now on eventbrite.ie. Go to eventbrite.ie, throw a tortoise check, grab your tickets, come along. It's going to be an excellent evening's entertainment. Um, also, these podcasts rely on you, so it's patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. And you don't have to hear me make these pleas because uh, we only insert them in the ones where, where uh, they go out in general release. I hate doing it, but I have to ask because we have no other means of, uh, of making a few quid and keeping this, keeping this show on the road. Uh, if you like what we do, please go to patreon.com forward slash tortoise and you get a ton of content for that. Right now, there's uh, my conversation with Kieran Nugent from Neary uh, on the cost of living crisis. Uh, Owen O'Dell from Trinity has joined us to discuss the ramifications in the EU and for in Ireland on the judgment for Graham Dwyer. And that's, that's just part of over 800 pieces of exclusive content that are all there on the Patreon feed. Um, so again, one more time, patreon.com forward slash tortoise and I'll let you enjoy the podcast now. <laughs> Welcome to Reboot Republic, the podcast that goes behind the headlines and looks at the big issues in this republic of inequality. We are the podcast of solutions and the podcast of hope, and I'm your host, Rory Hearn. And today I'm delighted to be joined, a uh, very quick succession from our last podcast by Tony Groves again. Um, Tony, it's great to chat to you again on Reboot. Great to have you not just producing, but also chatting. Yeah, no, uh, this all comes around to one question, Rory, that you asked me, because you know my financial background and that I, 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 I love looking at, the, at, the, at these things and what's happening. And you said, Tony, what, what, what do the REITs want? What do the real estate investment trusts want? And you asked me that question and I started sending you screenshots and WhatsApps and you were like, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe we should just have a chat about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because a lot of people are wondering, um, you know, we're, I was just thinking about it. We're almost a year now and May will be a year since the government, uh, since the, the Maynooth housing estate uh, literally blew up and the government scrambled to portray that it was doing something about investor funds. Hmm. But a year on, they're still building, buying apartments yeah. spent, um, I think, in the region of, now this is real estate investment trusts buying residential property spent in the region of two and a half billion last year buying about 5,000 homes. Mm. I mean, like put that in context. So the, the, the government say we were spending across all our, sub, all our subsidies for rental subsidies, about a billion quid between HAP and rent, rent allowance and you know, the various other ways we, we help house people. Then put that in context those of the, of the amount of subsidies we give to the developers and the builders themselves. Um, where we are the highest uh, subsidized manufacturing of houses in the OECD now. I mean, it's it's yeah. phenomenal between tax breaks, between incentives, and between the the in, the ability to do that those things, and then lock it in, Rory, as you know, in in a built to rent model. I mean. I now it's actually it's mad. You you we point at the one on Griffith Avenue all the time. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, famously Griffith Woods. Yeah, Griffith Woods. New development by Greystar. Yeah, yes. uh, there's there's one fund. There's there's several in in Santry and Northwood that are just you know um, almost completed. One bidder only, please. Again, another fund comes in. There's you know there's there's several of them pop, popping up, and what that's doing 
as you know, is forcing. There's no way any for, first time buyer can can compete because the first of all, they don't go to the market. They 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 yeah. they, they go on that model. So but, these are new apartments been built. So people are probably seeing some people around Dublin will see them. And um, in particular, it's mainly around Dublin, the the commuter counties at some level, um, as well. But we are seeing some level of it in Galway and Cork. But it's new apartments been built that are look like developments that are going to be you know homes, but they're not. No, well, they won't. They're not. They're, they can't be by definition forever homes because they're they're locked into this uh, upward only rental model um, that you have to rent forever, no security of tenure still, um, and people, you know, their income is not going to be the same for all their lives. That's just the way it works. We we earn our. Uh, hang on, hang, hang on a minute. You just said they're they're locked into an upward only rental model, but mm. government argues that this supply of investor fund developments will bring down rents at some point and make housing affordable. Oh, the government's policy to these companies when they pitch them. And bear in mind, I was on a call with uh, stockbrokers and and some of these managed funds, and they spoke about this was post general election 2020 and the fear of possibly a left coalition government and what that would mean to Ireland 2040 and 2050 in terms of how they've mapped in a 4% return per annum all the way through. So 4% yield is what they were looking for as a minimum. And they were told, look, we'll cobble it together and we won't, you'll still be able to benchmark your 4% in. So the only way you get a 4% return annually, Rory, is if we increase the incentives to them and or we increase the rental yields to them or we do both. Okay. You can't, you can't, you can't have it any other way. And this is in the state's plan. Remember the big, the big uh, hullabaloo when they were caught putting advertorials in newspapers with, um, you know, oh, this new plan for Ireland 2040 and by the government of Ireland. And this was all part of that, how this this model was going to deliver all of these houses across the country and all these units, homes, we'll call them. But they're, you know, the actual REITs themselves refer to them, obviously, as stock, you know? Yeah. Well, they use the word stock usually. Increasing stock is one of their favorite terms. Um, but it, they wanted to increase stock at, at, a, at a guaranteed return of 4%. And that's and that's kind of the deal that was done. And again, I know I've played the video over and over and over of the Tanishta saying, his message, stick with us. We'll get there. Stability, stick with us. Um, so, you know, that's the that's the model we're tying into. And you only have to look at how successful it's been. I mean, we spoke to Lorcan Sir about this. I was pointing out 33% of, say, new homes in in Phoenix, Arizona, for example, and and how they've absolutely skewed the market to the point where the, the state, the the govern the governor there and the, and the state there legislature there are offering incentives to these funds to to take in people who can only afford lower rentals. They're giving them cash incentives. <laughs> like this, this is why I I'm scared. That's what we'll do. Rather than actually decrease rents, we'll say here's a here's a cash incentive for every person you take who who. We need to get a deal on to take HAP above and beyond but, what but, HAP should be. But we're already doing that with HAP. Yeah, I, like, that's my, that's you know, my the, point. The, the, these, and these investment funds, investor funds, have used the fact that we have HAP mm. as a core policy, as core to their investment strategies, don't they? They like yeah. they would count that in and say, well, if we can't get our rent, at least the government will pay HAP to us. And they will say to people, 
go away and you can get homeless hap, which is 150% of what, you know, of what, what you can. And that, and that'll, and we can, they know where their level's at. Of course they do. They know. So if they know that someone is entitled to say a hap payment of 800, pay them, say 650 themselves, but they need this to get to somewhere around seven, 1700, they will go and they will say to people, you know, you can apply for a hap top up and, and, and the state will give it rather than, you know, um, see decreasing rents. And, and it's, it's just, it's locking in better returns. I mean, the, the results are phenomenal. Phenomenal. Lalani Farah, who we've spoken to several times, former special rapporteur for housing, she was talking about Blackstone, Rory, when we first met her in a hotel uh, lobby in Dublin five years ago at this stage. Blackstone, where how they were, you know, going to be pervasive yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And you see last year, in the midst of a global downturn in the in the in the pandemic that nearly destroyed everything, they smashed every record of, of corporate returns, all based on. Not all based, obviously, but their huge returns were based on residential investments. That's what that's. It was rental yields. It was re- residential properties, and 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 taking markets and locking in these returns. And they were boasting about it, like um, well, you know, about how. Some of the some of the things that 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 they were saying, you know, uh, part of the solution to the imbalance between supply and demand for housing. Where do we hear that a lot, Rory? Um, <laughs> I know, but like word for word, you like yeah, lift, lifting in, um, leaders and protecting residents, right? This is their thing um, that the, during the pandemic. Uh, no, uh, no single evictions, right? Was one of their things that they did. So leaders and protections, but but that removed now and. In their low-income housing tax credit portfolio, they'll extend affordability within government programs. Does that not sound exactly like what we just discussed in terms of how the, our, our government is going to deal with this? They'll get a tax incentive to these companies to to extend the rental uh, market to people who can't afford it. And we'll and and you'll ask me why are they going to get their four percent every year? That's that's where they're going to get it every yeah. every damn but, year. But what's changed is the big question. You know that. What is like they did not exist. And, and you know, there's different arguments like, you know, well, you know, government would argue and others will argue that on two levels, these are beneficial. One is that they're replacing the mom and pop landlords, the single landlord, the accidental landlord, and therefore are more secure long term because they're going to be in for rental permanently. They provide better standard of services. Um, they prov- essentially provide long-term security once you can pay the rent, their massive rents, um, and also they're providing an additional supply. Um, and that, you know, so really what's the issue here? Well, I mean, some a lot of what you said is true. They do um, have, you know, you go to these places and there's a gym, there's a, maybe a concierge on some of them, there's... there's um, cleaners that are that are you know much more engaged there's there's landscapers and some of them but you're paying for all of this on on it's like when it's like when you go to joe duffy motors and they take the key off you and they stick the key in the thing and they say your car needs a cert because they give you the, the analytics and then they say to you here's a free newspaper here's a free coffee a free this you're not none of that's free you're paying for it all and when you get your bill you know this yeah. is the same with these companies and um, they just so 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 they are doing so they are doing some of those things but they're pushing out People who should be able to eat, first of all, buy some of these properties themselves. And then they're pushing out the idea that we can get people to to build the equivalent of an Okulon development. And, and, you know, that's where that's where it's because these aren't actually the, the other myth is that these are building. They're not. They're contracting, subcontracting and subcontracting. So they're just they're just sucking up that supply. You know, they're taking that. Um, so it's not delivering core 
commercial property at the moment, it's delivering built to rent property and it takes it away from what, what, what we call scheme residential, you know, and yeah. I see, I know Seamus Coffey was arguing that, you know, 50% of what's been done is still scheme residential. But then again, 50% of that again, Seamus as, as will, knows himself, those, the, the first time buyer or the trader upper is competing a lot of times with the state because the state is buying turnkey to beat the band. Um, and, you know, they're taking it from different sources to the point where now, You've seen it. Approved housing bodies um, are kind of at this stage where they're, they're, they're making sort of great returns that, that, that kind of fly in the face of the idea of, um, of social and affordable housing, in my opinion. You know, yeah, I see yeah. and, it, and it makes me uncomfortable. But, but back to the REITs again, like these REITs are, are everywhere. Okay, like like one of the, the largest REITs in the world is American Tower. And what that does is it it they, they have infrastructure for broadband and Wi-Fi and, and your, your towers and all the rest of it. And they, they buy commercial and, and real estate property and they stick the things on top of them as well. So they get all sorts of extra kickers, you know, um, and they, like they explain to people again, what are, what is a REIT? Well, it's it, well, a REIT in effect is you and I, if we could come up with a load of cash, could become a REIT. Right. So it's a real estate investment trust, but you need you, you more or less need over a couple of a million quid in, in, uh, to, to, to before you get in the door of some of these. But you're talking into the billions. So, you know, you've fund managers, be it a, a Canadian pension fund or, you know, uh, a famously, we always say, oh, the, do you really want the New York uh, Police Department's pension to go down? Remember this argument yeah. was made to us that yeah. we, we, we would damage there. Yeah. Um, so you, you take these. But that's not that's that's not true. It's a fund manager's choice. The fund manager who's sitting there is saying, I have this access to this pool of money. I'm going to I'm going to pool your money with their money. And I'm going to say in that block, I'm going to I'm going to buy or build out, you know, whatever the, the name. We see so many of them. We have, you know, uh, Iris Reed here. We have Hibernia Reed. We have I mean, Davies has a REIT portfolio, you know, that they're, they're all offering it as and, and Davies is not um the Canadian uh, fire department or whatever way you want to say it. Yeah. That's, that's, but they like to play that, you know, that this is that behind that, that's the thing, but, but it's an asset management, but it's the, the real issues with it obviously are the tax incentives to do it. So, you know, as well as I do, your profits are largely untaxed. If you're sensible, you're leveraging your, you're leveraging your investment against it alone from, from, from yourself to, to make any, to wipe out any potential profits anyway, where you'd have to pay any taxes on it to begin with. The incentives are there to do it. Some of these, Rory, as we know, you know, we won't, we talked about section 110 for, for years in Ireland and we still haven't closed it properly. Like it's still. Oh, well, explain that again. So effectively a, a pen, a, a private company or a private, uh, yeah, a private investment fund, um, and I'll, get, I'll give it, make it very real for you now. Uh, we see that there's a hit of they're talking about ten billion of hit in, in uh, aircraft leasing in, in the IFSC because of the war in Ukraine. Because the largest leaser of plane of, of aircraft in the world is Ireland. In yeah. effect, it's it's all a few offices down in the IFSC because again they get. They get a full depreciation of, of they have to pay the twelve and a half percent corporation tax, but they get a full depreciation of twelve and a half percent on the other side, and they're allowed sec- section one ten. So section one ten means they're effectively they're almost if, if I was to be blunt about it, it's like registering as a charity and getting a charity a charitable exemption on your on your on your profits. And we left the, they called that a loophole. It was never a loophole because people lobbied for it, active actively asked for it, and we successfully landed all of this business no pun intended and now we now people are saying oh it's going to be bad because we're going to take a hit of 10 billion and you're going well 
this is what this is what we did. We we leveraged ourselves up so high where it was said in 2020 pre-pandemic that every four seconds in the world a plane took off that was leased in Dublin. Right. Yeah. Think yeah. about that. That is yeah. that is huge exposure. We're doing something similar now in the in the REITs where they ha- they can avail of all of these, and we're telling them that on the back end, you're you know, we're locking you into th- we can lock them into people like enhanced leasing, which Mel Reynolds warned us about when Owen Murphy launched it. Um, when back when he was the previous housing minister, this was the the ad. It was in addition after Simon Coveney launched uh, Rebuilding Ireland. Owen Murphy came in with en- enhanced leasing, which was clearly something that was lobbied for by the professional landlords, so, as they like to call them. So the, the corporate landlords, the, the real estate investment trust, because they don't they don't all call themselves REITs, but there's a whole load of them. Um, Kennedy Wilson, Goldman Lyon, Sachs, Greystar, Goldman Sachs, but who are actually buying up and building uh, rental apartments in Ireland now um, and who own substantial portions um, that they are effectively operating on a low, if any, tax basis. Um, and they're also, I think it's important that, you know, when you mentioned Owen Murphy, you know, he was talking about co-living as, you know, this, this kind of niche living idea and they sell themselves as that, oh, we're only providing to the high end, but when niche becomes dominant, that's the problem, isn't it really? That they, that they are saying they're niche, they want to take over more and more and they're doing it in Ireland and they're essentially dominating our market. And I would say we are probably an outlier in terms of that internationally. We have given investment funds more of our housing market, our new housing market in Ireland, probably than anywhere else in the world at the moment. We organised, as was shown across the newspapers, and I think it was um, Craig Hughes who broke the story in the Irish Daily Mail. Um, He of the doll printer fame about uh, sending roadshows to bring in more of these. Yes. Literally sending people out across the world to bring in. Meanwhile, in other um, urban and well-developed countries and and well-developed cities, they're trying to push them out. They're literally fighting tooth and claw to say, you know, we don't we we don't want you here. We need to change legislation here. There's there's fights going on in in the two highest courts in in Germany over who has jurisdiction to say yes or no. There's you know we've seen the the mayor of Barcelona become a. Um, uh, a pariah to the financial finance community committee or the finance community and a hero to the residential people who, who live in the city because of trying to stand up to these companies. We've seen flaws of how it was delivered in New Zealand when they tried to just say, well, we'll just ban international um, people from purchasing properties here. And, you know, there's always ways around that. Like, I mean, we, if Ireland wanted to be sensible, we'd, we'd start by banning places from the Isle of Man or from uh, yeah. Bur- Bermuda. Or these, but, well, you know. well, the reality is that a lot of them are Ireland-based. That's like, my not, point. They're, Gold, they're, Goldman Sachs have four companies here, right, that, 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 that are involved in these. I told you, I think um, Blackstone have something like half a dozen companies registered here. Uh, and these are companies who who people wouldn't know the names of. No, but no. they are buying property. Yeah, and like and I, they hold property. If you recall, one of the famous evictions that took place, and this is where see where people don't see it. Well, we we had Jack Power on about one of the evictions uh, around Mount Joy Street, if you recall. Yeah, and it and they were trying to f- it had changed and it had changed hands several times. You know, the the bank had sold the bad loan. Da 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 da. Um, I think the last time we had traced it, it was one of the companies um linked to Goldman Sachs that had had that had you know was flipping these, and th- that's what it's the same. If you recall what happened out in 
Clonny, I think. Oh no, I'm, I'm incorrect. Terrell's Town. Yeah, yeah. And you see, and they just that was the company related to Goldman Sachs as well. Yeah, and the evictions e- out there. Everybody out. We're up in the rents, and we want you all out. We're going to give it the place a lick of paint, and, and we're going to we're going to up the rents. Um, and and an entire community was they attempted to to evict and our state sat in its hands which it has done uh, all the way through this even when we even last year when the thing kicked off about what was happening in Maynooth that is still not resolved Rory that is, and you you know that it's not you know they haven't they haven't fixed um, this to the situation whereby you know oh we're limited it to 10 is that was this the new thing we're limited it to, to, to yeah, 10 what, what the, but what they that whole thing was just you know complete exercise in um, spin and misleading because what they tried to change in response to that was they made an argument, this bizarre argument that we're actually going to keep investors out of traditional family homes. Yeah. And we're going to, that's what we're targeted on because the Maynooth one was where traditional families, two couple uh, families were buying a home and you were like, I do. I don't know how they weren't, you know, uh, didn't get under a lot more pressure as even using that term. What the hell is a traditional family? Um, and but also that they they kind of got away with it by claiming they were doing something when in actual fact they left the apartment market completely un unaffected and unregulated. Um, in terms of the investor funds, and of course what we're seeing again. I, I come back to this is that. People say that, you know, the the economics commentators and all that give out to us for blocking, trying to stop the likes of the uh, development in... Um, You're a NIMBY, Rory. I know, a NIMBY, Drumcondra, um, because of, you know, that this is supply we need. But, uh, you know, and you know more than anyone, what we have been doing is banging on about the need for housing and the need to build housing. And, and of course, it just shows that complete nonsense been accused of being a, a NIMBY. Um, but we need affordable, actual real homes. But what they're doing now, like half of the ha- houses that have been put in for commencements are apartments that are going to be owned by investor funds. So half of all new homes. Yeah, but see, here, here's they've redefined what a home is. So, you know, they've obviously, there's a, there, we, the message was very clear in that because they've said, but well, that's actually, not niche, Tony. That's n- like dominant. I, but I think what that was that the first text I sent you when you said, what, the, what are they seeking? And I said, they're seeking to dominate. I think yeah, that was exactly. the very, the yeah, very first yeah. sentence I sent you is they're seeking to dominate. And that's what they're doing. Not only are they seeking to dominate there, um, they are seeking to move into other areas, be it whether it's in renewables or in infrastructure that they can, that they can purchase once the, the model of low tax, low, low, um, uh, um, Balancing, you know, if they can have all of the same accounting practices, shall we put it? Yeah. They're interested in all of these to the point where, I mean, it's it, they, they they were boasting on a term sheet that they're pitching to the Irish government to to build our offshore renewable on on a similar model to the to the REITs. Now, none of this makes any sense, be it in housing or in renewables. I mean, Germany can borrow for 25 years at point 0.5%. Ireland can borrow at 0.93%. So less than one percent at a twenty year at a twenty year rate, Rory, and we're telling these people are guaranteeing you four percent. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm no, sorry. Yeah, so, and 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 it's it's also like this is neoliberalism that's been going on for 
30 years. It was public-private partnerships before the REITs where the argument was, I remember it, you know, I wrote my PhD on it, was how they said that, you know, basically this provides new access to finance that the public sector doesn't have. Mm. And this new approach to expertise, they understand investment. And you're absolutely right, because I was actually looking at the, the Price Waterhouse Coopers 2020 um, real Estate in Europe report. And of course, real estate and REITs, as you're absolutely right, their markets are not just private rental. Offices are a massive part of what they do, but increasingly they want to, they want to get into elderly housing. They see as a massive future. Sheltered elderly, elderly housing, health facilities, which we also know, um, and student accommodation, which we've also seen. Like these are areas where they see them as guaranteed long-term return. Um, and I think that there is a you're you know, we need to challenge this. Do, do right. you remember when do you remember when Owen Keegan um made a flippant dig at uh, UCD's Rory Power about, you know, sure, sure, why don't you come up with your own reach? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't wrong. Yeah. Because because a student uh, a, a student fund that builds student accommodation could 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 go on low low reduced rentals compared to market rentals and be profitable over the long term and actually return a yield to that student, keep that student um, system, it would just require a, a cash injection from the state to be, to, yes, to, exactly, to begin. To start. And that's all it re- would require, Rory. Mm. I and, mean, and, that- what, and by the state not doing it, yes. they're leaving it open to the equity funds and the real estate funds and the vulture funds. Um, who and I, and I think we have to understand that as you, you know, they're not benign. They are not out for the good of our health. They are out to maximize the return for their shareholders. And it is the commodification and the financialization of, you know, our infrastructure, our basic infrastructure. So the question is, Tony, what can we do? What can be done? I've argued, you know, to we should remove their tax break. Yeah. We should. So you, you tax them out of the market, but you turn the, you have to, it's like trying to turn one, the equivalent of like trying to turn off a fire hose that's water's rushing out of it at the moment yeah. while, while we're trying to actually take that dripping tap and, and get it to turn a little bit of a steady flow. So yeah, yeah. And we have a real difficulty here of saying, well, we can't just pull the plug because when we pull the plug on some of these, Rory, make no mistake, they're going to sue the state. They're going to start saying, well, we, we, we were promised 2040 here, folks. We were promised returns on this. And, you know, um, uh, you, know you, you see it in the likes of, say, Spain, this week pushing out back against the energy charter treaty and how they've guaranteed returns. And we see it still with CETA German uh, a case in, in the German courts uh, two weeks ago about CETA. And I know um, Patrick Costlow's case is still pending for the, the Supreme court, I believe for CETA here that these, they, these funds want the ability to sue us. Should we mess with their returns? Yeah. So, so we have a problem there with, whether we either do it one of two ways, we start to turn down, the, the production that they're doing will we ramp up ourselves one of the things you always talk about is we you know a state a state owned construction company right yeah, and yeah. you can give stable good good jobs that people can have their base rate so we know that co- that countries that tend to have this deliver say a fixed amount of be it 20 25000 whatever number of units it is per year and that stops the the highs and lows of the housing market because it can't get too high and it can't get too low because we set a floor on it, um, which would be something which would be brilliant considering we're now seeing house price inflation at running about 12%. Someone said, uh, like in parts of the country, in the border counties, it's over 20%. 
I mean, like this is just this is just insanity. Nobody's yeah. house is worth this kind of money, and and um, just the just the concept of that again as someone who was involved in bringing in 100% mortgages and the likes just in the build-up during the Celtic Tiger, it makes me feel a bit sick, okay? Um, of course, at least during the Celtic Tiger, people were buying homes. Now yes. it's the investor funds and landlords and people who have property who are pushing up the prices. Oh, but uh, you see, that's it. Like it's that, I saw a billboard this morning when I was out saying, time to go back to New York. Um, for, I saw for, yeah, I saw one of those as well. Yeah, yeah. and you're thinking, yeah, go back to New York. Do you remember that? In 20, but in 2008, people would they'd max out their credit cards and they'd go in and get the credit card lumped together, thrown onto um, a top up on their mortgage, and then they'd all head off to to Manhattan for the Christmas to to, to get the the, the, the prezies for for everybody. And, and 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 then people will tell you, um, oh no, of course it happened. It was yeah, it, 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 and and the and the credit. So there's no real credit domestic credit bubble like there was but there's a huge international credit bubble that that we're um that we're drinking from like uh like we well I, there is an element you're absolutely right and it made this point and that you know there is the international credit which is coming in here which is investor funds which is pushing up prices but there is a domestic uh upper end of people who have money who are buying additional properties yeah. and, and to rent them out and put them over to Airbnb that's adding as well fuel. And because people talk about it all the time, but now bid by these cash buyers mm. and they're yeah. Irish cash buyers. Loads of them and um, people yeah. who did, did well out of the last which, few which number of years. Which brings us back to the question of taxation and, you know, could we not tax um, non-home buyers? The, see, Full this, stop. You can, yeah. You, you Look, you, you know as well as I do, you could... They, the, the government would then argue that that's you know interfering um, in the market, interfering with people's rights to private property, interfering you know treat and you know that this is kind of um, something that that we we we, we my answer to that would be so what but yeah. um, but there there is a there is a an ideological block there and then the, there is also a thing saying that anything like that will, will like how many times were you told personally. Don't call them cuckoo funds. Don't call them vulture funds. You personally, Rory, how many times? Yeah. <laughs> Don't call them vulture funds numerous times. Sure, I'm yeah. harangued on um on social media by uh, no, not just, any questioning of it's much more obviously being 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 sent solicitors' letters as yeah. well. And yeah, yeah. So yeah. so 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 but they but they tell you then commentators, sensible commentators. And I use that word lightly. Um, have said that if we do that, we we will um we'll put them off. Yeah. No way! Not in a million years. It's that's like saying, um, "I'm Rory. If I, I'm going to give you a hundred quid um, every day, but but uh, every day for the rest of your life, I'm going to give you a hundred quid for nothing. But once a month, I'm going to call you a dickhead. Are you going to tell me take keep your money? <laughs> no. So 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 what we need to get we need to get over ourselves with this nonsense of the of the you know oh we. These are, you know, this is a, a Canadian pension fund. Or, but, or this but, is but Tony, is, is reality, though, that we have to say and, and, you know, what you said is tell them, you know, so what in, in that we have to take on this argument that if we make measures that make rent more affordable, which we need to do, like reduce rents um, and the state needs to absolutely ramp up its delivery of affordable housing, which Investor Fund said was the one key potential damage to their their long-term investment potential, that we actually have to accept that some of these investment funds are going to leave Mm. and that that's 
That's what's because they have come in here and bought into a market. That's, that's why I'm saying to you, utterly unsustainable. That's why I'm saying to you, we have to almost make a decision that we're going to tax them out and price in the cost of paying them to go. Yeah, exactly. Because you, you have to say, and you have to factor it in, say, because we're locked into this possibly thing for 25 years. So the cost of the state is three times the price of the property on average, and we still don't own the property at the end of that. So let's let's just let's be clear. So we say effectively four times the price of building it ourselves. What about we give them twice the price now just to piss off? <laughs> but but also not not just the state, but our whole policy infrastructure on housing mm-hmm. is orientated towards we can't freeze rents, we can't reduce rents because it might turn off the investor funds. So it's not just that we're overpaying for the specific housing of HAP or the renters who are in there. We've our whole housing system is literally built around them at the moment, our housing policy, which is so we would be better off if we did tell them, look, whoever wants to stay here, stay here if you're willing to reduce your rents by 20%. If you're willing to, you know, and stop buying up more stuff and sell the land that you have to an affordable housing provider. But you can do... You can do a lot of things. That's that. See that now you're going to be called radical for that. Some of it you can do. You don't need to start. You don't need to do some of that overnight. You start the process of of, of attrition where you you increase the taxes. You cut you cut the, the loopholes. You bring them into the realm of you know where we're getting their twelve and a half percent as opposed to getting you know two percent off them or whatever whatever the 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 way we're doing it. We we start to, we use the existing levers that are there. We ramp we we put some muscle on the on the things and we start to. Use if you're really serious, you'd use transparency about it as well. You know, you'd name these four companies as Goldman Sachs, and yeah. you'd ta- and you'd and you'd ask for what's your Irish profits, please? Can we see yes. your Irish profits, please? We'd ask the same of all of these because you know they're all famous for doing it. Saying here's our quarterly re- returns for for the EU. Can we see the Irish? No, no. You know, um, so yeah. we want to see. So Kennedy all- Wilson and Heinz, for example, we've no idea what amount of profits they make in Ireland. Well, it's I mean, they don't have to show them in, in, in the way yeah. as, as the way that we would be. They can just produce the group yeah. uh, returns. And so here's our group things. And you say, can you show me, you know, can you show me that? And they, they can say, no, no, you could get a, a really good journalist digging in and doing, you know, doing the doing the work on it. But again, you need to be kind of forensic in some of this as well. And and they, they don't play ball and they don't want to play ball. I mean, they yeah. don't care. Like they like they, there's loads of them around Dublin and they have. Lovely offices, and they, but they never say Vulture Inc. on the door, you know? Uh, they, they, they're usually named after fancy trees, or one of them was named after a tree-headed dog, but that was quite funny, you know? Um, <laughs> the dogs guarding the, the gates of hell. Yeah. Um, but, but do they not see themselves that this is an unsustainable social or political model, or do they just not care? Do they think we're in here, you know, the whatever will happen, Ireland's stable, it's not going to change? Mm, they, they look at, they're already looking at other investment opportunities for coming out of this conflict, out of the war. They're already looking at where where there's going to be new um, opportunities to buy distressed assets uh, outside of Ireland and different and, and different jurisdictions. That is like, that is true. They, like they're all, and they have no shortage of cash because their cash is making money, you know. Um, and and the, the, that has that has begun in earnest, where they, they've they've looked at other jurisdictions where they're saying like, there's the, in the European Parliament. I know 
there was people saying Ukraine needs debt relief right now, needs debt relief right now yeah. because it was already struggling. And a lot of these companies were, mm, maybe not debt relief, but how about we buy some of that debt? You know, we'll yeah. buy it. And, and we know where that leads, Rory. Yeah. You know, we yeah, know where yeah, that yeah. leads. And 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 that, that is actively happening in the corridors in Brussels and in Strasbourg as we're speaking here. So no, they, they don't have a conscience. They're saying they're saying you have a problem. We've this, we've a solution, not the solution. We've a solution, and it's much more easier because then you have to do fucking nothing. Yeah. And a, and, and, and a, and yeah. a politician will always take the solution that they have to do the least amount of work for. Yeah. And that's what's happening right now. But it's going to bite them in the ass in the next election and bite them hard because there is, you know, the the level of public anger that is out there is just unreal. Like I, you know, live very close to the Griffith Woods uh, development and like people in the neighborhood are literally raging that, you know, they talked about, you know, they were like, for example, elderly people who were going to try buy an apartment to downsize into so their family, their kids could have a home, which mm. was their home, are now were just literally devastated when they were like, these are all to rent. And how the hell are you going to go into rent somewhere in your last 15 years of your life when you don't know, will the rent jack up in, in five years time? Will I be, you know, how secure is it? It's not my home. Is will, my, will my private pension collapse? You know, yeah. what will I will I have it? Will I have a secure source of yeah. income? It's 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 just totally cruel and, uh, and callous. And it's going to come true. Like we're going to see more and more. Like I was looking at the development out in Pelletstown, which I think Ballymore has developed and has sold on to a fund. Like all these, it's going to become apparent in the next two three years as Killian Woods and others do more and more reveals of who has just bought these two hundred apartment block development. Like people are going to become even more enraged. I think. Uh, well, I mean, uh, the only thing now, and here's my here's my thing that the, my my natural cynicism to it is is that I don't know if uh, an alternative government are going to be brave enough to to change it. Well, that is the big question, and I think that's the importance of you know podcasts like this, of discussions like this, of us highlighting that they have to. Well, well, between uh, if Luke O'Riordan from uh, Sinn Féin, I know you listen to this podcast, tell Pierce to return my call. Uh, <laughs> we need to have that conversation. We need to have it soon. Come on, Pierce. You'll come back on again. Of course you will. Mm-hmm. It's just very busy at the moment, Tony. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting a call. Uh, no, I do think we need to have those conversations with yeah, the, we absolutely with, do with with the parties of the left that purport. If you want to be the alternative government, you must be an alternative, not um, not more at the same, but tinkering at the edges. And yeah, I think absolutely the next government has to have a plan to radically reduce the level of real estate investor trusts involved and funds involved in our housing system or else um change the reduce the rents um and change how the investor funds are modeling why not why don't the investor funds sell them off to low cost providers why, why like affordable housing providers why aren't our um why okay if I, let's let's take a capitalist look at this before we wrap okay let's say we decided no, we actually like this model. Um, it, it's a good model. It, it, we can see how it, it guarantees returns. Why don't we do something insane? Like, um, say, what I spoke to you and, and Lorcan about yesterday, saying that there's, there'll, be, there'll be funds available coming out of the conflict in, in Europe, which there will be. You know, there's a discussion for a big pot there. And we say, we're going to use that as, a, as an Irish um, housing sovereign 
wealth fund and we're going to everybody has to accept this as the Irish state is going to borrow this large lump of money and we're going to build but at the end of 20 years there might be enough money Rory for your kids college fund my my daughter to start maybe some money towards or we or or we've helped to provide the market similar way that you know the some of the Nordics have allowed people to share in the wealth of unfortunately it was fossil fuels where they used to develop it but we can do that with with two in two ways we can do it with either housing no problem whatsoever or we can do it with our renewables which we we're told we have untapped potential beyond anybody else and on on in the eu so all of that could offer a return and everybody gets a slice of it i mean i saw aiden regan said you know oh if you invest in it i said no aiden no one because if you can if you only if you use do something where you invest in it it means it's only the haves can have more it has to be for everybody gets their gets their stake in it, you know, and it's really not that difficult that a state but, does. No, but right, like, no, no, no. I, I, I'm completely agreeing with you, and I'm just thinking. But no, but the logistics about, of like, it, the so, pension reserve fund that yeah. existed that currently <laughs> is investing in investor funds, yeah, but that basically the fund is set up as a national reserve and uh, like our pension reserve fund was so about 20 billion set up as a oh, bigger go big go big or go home and 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 and, and 50 billion and, state fund yes. goes out and it develops housing invests in in affordable delivery of affordable housing and the return that comes back hmm. goes back to all of us yeah. and we fund affordable housing yeah and where would we get the fifty billion from? That's what I'm saying to you. The, the, I mean, the European Investment Bank is 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 going to turn the tap on again um, because we're we're facing the key threats of um, where they're going to ramp up the the Green New Deal for for the EU once we think settle. We have conflict in on the on the continent in Ukraine. There's going to be a, a recovery fund for that, and we know that there was a pandemic recovery fund, and we've seen even still that we can still Ireland can still borrow at point nine three. Of one percent. Well, what's the difference between a sovereign wealth fund and our pension reserve fund? And the, the sovereign wealth fund, if we di- if we do it correctly, we d- we we do we do it as an SPV almost like a special <laughs> SPV. So it's, it's the equivalent of actually taking the um, the REIT model, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and do and, it for the state. And same, we're doing it for everybody. And you're a but shareholder, is, and I'm a shareholder, and, and yeah, and and it's in all our interests that it keeps it. And me and you are happier to make two percent uh, than than four percent because it keeps it means that there there's no you know we can actually reduce rents we can we don't need a, a huge yield on this thing we own the assets as a state and then you know as I said then there's then there's ways there's a reason why we need all of these things to to happen um quicker now than ever because of the challenges that are that are facing us globally and you know we're we're only a couple of years away from going to Antarctica for holidays, the way the temperature is changing up there at the yeah. moment. Like, yeah. I mean, we need to act quickly on this, but why not do it? Act big. Yeah. And if you're going to, if you're going to do it, do it in a way that, that you can, because my big fear, um, and it's like I say it all the time is in all the, all the systemic changes that we need uh, facing most, most just facing the globe, but, but particularly domestically for, if we can be selfish for a minute, the communities that are already disadvantaged are, are worse off by all these changes and they need to be brought in. You know, the idea, like I, I saw people talking about retrofitting and how it adds value to your homes. 
get in the sea, lads. I don't like no, I don't want a house that was was seven hundred thousand worth seven seven five now because of it a deep retrofit as something that's going to appeal to someone who actually can't afford their own home. That's yeah. not equity. That's not that's not e- equal participation in society. Um, we saw the recent report. You 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 were talking to me about it with with them. Um, was it Sive O'Neill? That said, yes, um, the climate DCU climate justice one doesn't include uh, people um, from disadvantaged communities. Doesn't include people uh, traveler community. I, I'm, I'm blue in the face saying it. We and and a lot of this. So that's why I think a sovereign wealth fund where it said everybody's a shareholder, everybody's a stakeholder, everybody has has a, has an opportunity to say, well, actually, this might mean down the road. That um, you know, and then you won't, and you're not getting your hands on it just because you want it. You know what I mean? You can't just just wander in willy nilly off the street and say, "Listen, I you know, win this thing a few years, and I want to go to Lanzarote." That's not how it works. But um, you know, you it can, funds our our childcare, it funds it, our education, it funds our it, disadvantaged community. It, it grows our it grows our public sphere. Yeah. And and we've been shrinking the public sphere for decades now, and it's time we reverse that. Yeah. And I, you know, okay, so that there's my there's my radical idea: taking the model that they use and turning it back on them. Yeah, and it builds affordable housing, green housing for everybody, and not just those who are privileged and able to afford it, and not just the REITs. Um, great, Tony, appreciate that, and um, we all obviously. We'll see how this pans out, but I definitely think the conversation is going to need to be continued because I do feel it slipped a bit off the radar, understandably. But I do think there's big questions for the incoming uh, government, whoever that is. But we'll need to keep the pressure on in terms of asking. And we're overdue for a chat with the Minister for Housing at the moment as well. We are as well. Absolutely. We invite Dara back on. Yeah. so, listen, listeners, thank you so much for uh, tuning in, for listening, for downloading. Uh, please, if you can, um, share the podcast around. Let people know you're listening. You can send in your comments to us, RebootRepublic at gmail.com, at Rory Hearn um, on Twitter, at RebootRepublic as well on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, and, you know, if you can, this podcast is produced by Tony, full-time job, Fact check, Tony. We want to keep flying, <laughs> lads, um, lads. Can I can I come in on that just for a second? The podcast, the t- the obviously, opportunity cost, time, effort. Rory gives his time. We try to put out as much as we can. We try to stay independent. We don't want to be doing ads for no, no TV. But more importantly, the work has a value. It clearly has a value because it 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 helps get conversations going. So please, it's just patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack. Just have a look. You pick the link. You pick the you pick the amount that you think you're comfortable with. But if you think there's something in it, give a little back. If you actually, if you think you, you can't stand us, but we still add add value to the to the um to the discourse and to the media uh, uh, landscape, which I don't. I think that's undoubted that the, these conversations do. So please, you know, for for all that, just just go into patreon.com forward slash tortoiseshack and you choose what you what you, what you're comfortable with. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, there's thousands of listeners every week um, Mm. to this podcast. And, you know, we really thank those of you who are patrons. We really appreciate it. Um, It is keeping the lights on. Um, And to those of you who've just joined us for the first time or are regular listeners, we really would um, ask you to help us out. We have no sponsorship. We are independent media. This is needed now more than ever um, and will be in the coming years. So help us keep the lights on. Go over to patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. Sign up, help us out. Thank you very much. And we'll talk to you all soon.